This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Now this brings me into the the other question that was asked, and I I feel like you're going to completely disagree, and that's fine. Again, the caveat to this has to be at the right price. I cannot simply just write off on talent and attitude alone, the idea that Odell Beckham Jr. couldn't be a fit here, Paul. Again, price. If, if he gets priced out, you don't go crazy spending on Odell Beckham Jr. off two ACLs. But Odell Beckham Jr., to me, while he's still a little bit with the Twitter and everything, I have to think there's some maturity in the last four years. I saw him could potentially be the Super Bowl MVP last year. I don't know what the market is. Some of these teams like the Rams and the Packers, they may not make the playoffs if they sign Odell. Who's giving him a big deal anyway off the ACLs? He's buddies with Saquon Barkley. All I'm saying is this. Joe Shane, I thought, did a good job of not closing the door on Odell Beckham Jr., even if it isn't wide open, and I like that. I agree with you in that Shane said anybody who's healthy and can help, we would certainly consider. And so he did not close the door on Beckham. And I do think that that crack is open a little bit more than it would have been otherwise because there is a new administration here. And there is certainly a new culture, if you will. And you know how I hate that word in the locker room. (laughs) Uh, This is a team that is obviously on the upswing. We know from Beckham's past that when teams are on the slide, that's when his worst traits come out. Clearly, when things are going well, Beckham is not a problem. He produces, and he's quiet, and he's a good guy, and everything is hunky-dory. Evidence with the Rams last year. He's a front-running player, right. That's what he is. He is not a guy you want around your team when the going gets tough because he's going to get going out the door. That's just the way it is with Odell Beckham Jr., okay? So the Giants are in a different spot than they were when they had Beckham the first time. So in that regard, is the percentage of him coming back maybe a tad more than it was? Yes. But let's not forget a couple of very important factors here. Number one, he's not healthy, and the anticipation by most people around the league is that he will not be able to get on the field until sometime in December. That's the latest that I'm hearing. So how much is he going to be able to give you over the final maybe four games of the regular season once he gets into a camp and then has to learn whatever playbook that is that's going to be thrown onto his desk? And then he's got to quickly get up to speed and give you enough to make a big difference? I would say this to you, Sean. No matter where he goes, he's going to wind up being, at best, the number three, getting limited snaps, and maybe even the number four 
wherever well, Paul, he lands. Paul, that's why I think the Giants are actually a more realistic possibility than maybe we allow our minds to gravitate towards. Because if he's really not ready to play till December and he gets four games in before the playoffs, number one, he's not signing with a team that is fighting for the playoffs. He's signing with a team that he knows is going to make the playoffs. And by the time we get to December, you know, the Giants could be an eight, nine win team. We feel like, okay, they're a playoff team. They, you know, I'm going to, I know they're going to win one or two more games. Number two, you know, he could sign somewhere and be the fourth or fifth piece in Buffalo, or he could sign somewhere with the Giants where, you know what? Okay. Galladay comes back. He's factor Wanda Robinson. I could be a legitimate three here. And and also, by the way, know that he has to play in a playoff game because he's going to be playing for his financial future in many ways. He needs as many games to showcase as possible. So I don't think he's signing with a team that hopes they have a puncher's chance of making the playoffs if he knows he can't play to December. It's going to be signing with a team that he knows will be in the playoffs, which is why the next couple of weeks, Lions, Texans, if the Giants win those games, I do think this becomes more realistic for him. I think that's a very interesting angle to look at, Sean. And from Odell Beckham's angle, you've laid out all the reasons why this could be a possibility. I concur with you in that regard. And I would add one other facet to this prism, if you will. I don't think Giants ownership would stand in Joe Shane's way. They believe in Joe Shane. They're allowing him to drive this truck. If Joe Shane sits down with Coach Dable and they decide that that is a missing piece that could help this team go further. I would say that ownership will check off on it. And if Joe Shane wants to have conviction and pound his fist on the table and say, I think we need to make this happen, I think they'll let him make it happen. This is yeah. Joe Shane's call. And don't think ownership wouldn't love a couple more Odo Beckham Jr.'s jerseys sold before Christmas because, you know, the Giant fans would eat those up as well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, all right, Paul, with that, Joe Shane had a couple interesting comments. One, I think kind of was a bigger deal made than than Twitter went crazy for. And that was the idea of, you know, looking at some of the unrestricted free agents they have coming up and trying to get, you know, or at least talk about deals this week, specifically in the bye week. Now, everybody immediately jumped on. Well, that means Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley. There are other guys. Oh, I don't know, like Julian Love, who might be really important and in looking at that as well. How did you interpret those comments? And do you think, because Shane did admit he probably still needs to figure out more as far as restructuring, and that could mean an extension for one of these guys to have a little more wiggle room to operate. You know, where do you feel, or what do you feel basically Shane was indicating at? And do you think any deals long-term get done with some of these guys? Well, I think what Shane really tried to tell everybody is that it's a two-way street. They are seriously mulling the possibility of getting some extensions done. But at the same time, he also did say, and it may have been left out of some people's articles and some of the quotes that were put out there, is that the players got to want to do it now too. You got to remember something. There are some players who, like an Aaron Judge in baseball with the Yankees, who will say, I want to bet on myself. There's still a half a season to go. I can improve my situation. Why should I take an extension now? Maybe Saquon Barkley feels that way. Maybe Daniel Jones feels that way. 
Now, remember, I've said to you all along since we started these shows that I believed by the midseason, if Daniel Jones had shown out to be, you know, good and on the way up, they would in all likelihood mole offer to him. And I still believe that's the case, especially after what Joe Shane publicly said yesterday. But does Daniel Jones feel compelled to take an offer now? Does he really want to sit down and negotiate a deal right now? I think there's an angle that says he should, because I if he gets he gets hurt, man. Well, he gets hurt, misses three, four weeks, right? And isn't that the point? You right. can make him a more modest offer now, saying we'll take the risk that there's nine games left in this season, and you've still yet to prove that you have played a full season healthy. So we'll take that risk for you, Daniel. But you're going to have to come down in your price to be a little bit more reasonable. I think that works out for both sides. I've been saying that for weeks now. All right, Paul, we're going to play a game here. It's not really a game. And by the way, I don't think Barkley does that. I I don't think. No, by the way, Saquon should, because if Saquon wins the MVP this year, that's a good follow up to this. I, I somebody crazy probably does give him some kind of contract. I mean, how many times the Arizona Cardinals and Jacksonville Jaguars going to hand out crazy contracts and hope it cures their ails, right? right? So there is a and possibility. I do, think, I do yeah. think also, though, the Giants believe that there's a better chance of getting a Jones deal done, which means you can save the tag for Barkley anyway if you really want to tie him up. And I would also say that if they get a deal for Jones done and it's within their reasonable range and it's three years, something like that, right? It also then does help the front office get a jump start on, you know what? We're, we've played ourselves out of the top 10. Let's stop worrying about scouting these quarterbacks. What are we doing? And really start to focus in yeah. on filling other holes on this team next year. Because, Paul, I think there were a lot of us who, even through the first two weeks of the season, even as they're winning, you know, Daniel Jones getting yelled at in Tennessee, the thought process was, hey, coach looks great. Team playing well, you're probably still going to draft a quarterback. You know, do you have to trade up this, that, and the other? And ironically, I don't know if you feel this way, Paul. I kind of feel like the mindset on Daniel Jones, for those who might have been anti him being the future of the New York Giants quarterback, changed in the loss. I think when he took that beating versus Dallas, where the offensive line had no shot and basically kept the game in, and you knew, hey, they're losing. This isn't his fault. I think it was that loss that actually started to change the perception of Daniel Jones a little bit and made people feel more comfortable with the idea of him coming back. I'll tell you what. uh, There's something that Joe Shane said in an interview with Good Morning Football's Peter Schrager of NFL Network that I thought was very interesting because I hadn't heard him say it anywhere else. And by the way, he mentioned the core guys that you need to take care of, which pretty much telegraphs his plan. Jones, Barkley, Lawrence, McKinney, and Love. Young core guys who are going to be coming up within the next year or so that you want to take care of. So so he's already identified those. But then he also told something to Schrager, which I thought was really very telling. He said when Barkley got hurt against the Packers on on one of those come-from-behind drives, and Jones went down the field, hit seven of eight passes, led the Giants on the go-ahead touchdown, and the only incompletion was a throwaway, Shane said that that told him an awful lot about what Daniel Jones is. And I think when you combine that with the previous two weeks when he got the crap kicked out of him by the Cowboys, you now understand why the Giants in their mind already believe that Jones is the guy. The question now becomes... Can they get the numbers to work? 
Yeah, and 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 if this wasn't year four of Daniel Jones and this was year two, I think that the entire fan base would be you know, oozing with excitement about what the future of the quarterback position might have. It's just the stickiness of the rookie contract clock being up. That that's what's really hurt this. I mean, I, yeah. Again, what if a picture what we've seen from Daniel Jones right now and say this is year two of him? You'd be going nuts right now as a Giant. But you would sure be. you would. But the the residue of of the up and down and the injuries and the failures still tastes very strong with a lot of fans. It does. It does. Like the kick catch you gave out on Halloween.